Welcome to the February 26, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show, where we do a deep dive market analysis every day and cover the biggest stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. This is your host Space Marine, live from space. So Bitcoin's going down a little bit today. Yesterday we had a partial recovery, if you want to call it a rally, partial recovery rally. And today it's going down, the bears are back in control. Of course the bears have been in firm control since that crash on February 24th. Bitcoin went up to 4200 almost, went up to 4190 on Bitstamp. People were getting excited because we had three rallies in a row. Um, from early February, from like February 8th until basically February 23rd, Bitcoin went up from 3350 There was a rally to like 3700 And then another rally to 3900 And then finally that rallied to almost 4200 But when you zoom out on the long-term chart, all three rallies put together are still just a small blip upwards. And then the bears took control again and the market crashed. Bitcoin went down to about 3780 Yesterday recovered as high as 3860, but now it's back down to 3780. And looking at the rest of the cryptocurrencies today, it's quite a mixed day. Uh, Ethereum is down 1.5%. We're going to talk a lot about Ethereum on this show because the Ethereum Constantinople slash St. Petersburg hard fork, yeah, they added another name to it because they're doing two forks at once, is coming tomorrow. And we'll talk about that after the market analysis. Ripple, on the other hand, is up about 5% in the past 24 hours. However, it kind of rallied a lot, and now it's going down throughout the morning. And we'll talk about Ripple a lot, too, because Ripple's being added to Coinbase, and that's after the market analysis. EOS, down 2.8%. Litecoin, up half a percent. Bitcoin Cash, down half a percent. Stellar, up 1.7%. Tron, up 1%. Binance Coin, down 3.3%. So Binance Coin... Has kind of been struggling. It rallied a lot before the launch of the Binance Dex testnet. I assume the Binance Dex mainnet's going to be up soon, and the Binance Dex has the potential to be the biggest decentralized exchange. And Binance Coins, what's going to be used to pay transaction fees on there? On the Dex, people could trade tokens and issue tokens. It remains to be seen, however, how much that will actually cause Binance Coin demand to go up, and therefore how much th- that will make Binance Coin price go up fundamentally. So far, it seems Binance Coin has rallied on speculation. And now Bitcoin SV, it's rallied 7% today in the past 24 hours. And it's actually approaching the market cap of Binance Coin. So Bitcoin SV is at a $1.29 billion market cap and Binance Coin's at a $1.34 billion market cap. So it's not out of the question that Bitcoin SV will overtake Binance Coin's market cap, which would put Binance Coin at 11. Right now, Binance Coin is just there in the top 10, but it could drop out of it because of that. Cardano is down half a percent. Monero is down half a percent. IOTA is up 0.8%. Dash is down half a percent. Quite a mixed day. And Dogecoin is up 1.2%. Alright, so moving into the couple of important stories of the day, starting with Ethereum. So the Ethereum Constantinople hard fork was first delayed. It was supposed to happen in late 2018, and then it messed up the test net. And then it was supposed to happen on like January 16th and they found a critical error in it that could have like made hackers steal all the money out of smart contracts so they delayed the fork like the fork kind of happened and then people had to upgrade again to get rid of the fork there was like a chain split and now they're doing it again at block 7.28 million from what I understand this is supposed to be tomorrow maybe it's going to be the next day it's about less than 10,000 blocks away now on the Ethereum blog it says The reason this network upgrade has two names, it is now called Constantinople and St. Petersburg, 
is because the original Constantinople network upgrade was postponed and two protocol upgrades will be needed to occur at the same time, at the same block number, in order to fix issues on various Ethereum test networks such as Robsten. So basically, if they don't do two forks at once, like the Robsten testnet will fail, which is the problem that happened in late 2018 that delayed the fork in the first place. So it's kind of getting ridiculous now. Now, like, Constantinople was barely working as it is. Like, it's always had problems. Where, like, it's been over the head of the market, especially over people that use Ethereum. It's been over their heads and causing anxiety for, like, months now. Like, many months. Now there's going to be two forks at once. We'll see if this goes well. I mean, I've heard all sorts of speculation from the Ethereum developers or, you know, talk that, you know, hey, this fork's going to work. We've been preparing for this and then it breaks. Uh, it'll probably work, but, you know, I'm going to wait and see. How that goes and how will this affect the market well also right now the ethereum difficulty bombs going off like it's at 20 second block times now it might jump to 25 seconds but maybe not depends on how soon the fork comes but anyways uh this fork is needed to delay the difficulty bomb they're just delaying it again they're going to delay it another 12 months which means 12 months from now we're going to have another hard fork and that's the goal uh, Ethereum wants to transition to serenity eventually supposedly which means they want to go to proof of stake that's what serenity is to them and that would get rid of the miners this constantinople st petersburg hard fork actually lowers block rewards from three ether to two ether that's actually better revenue than it is now because the block times are getting so long miners are losing a tremendous amount of revenue so if they upgrade to the fork and it goes to two ether at 14 second block times versus three ether at like over 20 second block times they're gonna actually make more money so the miners are probably gonna upgrade in the past i speculated that the miners were not going to upgrade uh, because, you know, this is, like, really going to hurt them. Like, Ethereum miners have totally been wrecked by the market going from $1,400 down to, like, 100 Now it's at $137. And lowering the block reward from 3 Ether to 2 Ether is, like, insult to injury sort of thing. But they're already being injured pretty bad by the difficulty bomb, so it's, like, better than just staying with the difficulty bomb. So, yeah, like, I don't think there's going to be a miner war anymore for Ethereum. Like, they've been... They're between a rock and a hard place. They have to go along with the developers. And by the way, that brings up another point. I wrote an article on Crypto.IQ, how the difficulty bomb brings centralized control to Ethereum. Like, the developers have some degree of centralized control because, basically, they can let this bomb go up, like, a little bit like they just did, and then everyone will have to upgrade, or basically Ethereum will stop working. Like, if the block times get long enough, the transaction fees will go crazy. There's already been one little transaction fee issue on like february 19th february 20th where transaction fees went up to like over a dollar which is a lot for ethereum so yeah like this difficulty bomb thing which is going to happen again in a year forces people to upgrade and bitcoin's not like that bitcoin does not have regular hard forks like ethereum does so yeah that's all that's happening with ethereum we're going to monitor this very closely and we'll update about this again tomorrow and the next day and see what happens it could go either way for the market. Maybe the market will be exuberant when the fork actually happens. It goes off about a hitch. Maybe people will get, like, really upset that it actually happened because the miners... Like, this is the first stage of the miners being disenfranchised and eventually being removed. Some people are saying in the future Ethereum will be a hybrid of proof of work and proof of stake, but either way, the Ethereum mining industry is about to pretty much, you know, wither away. Moving on to the other big news of the day, Ripple is going to be listed on Coinbase. It's starting right now. It started yesterday at like 1 p.m. Eastern time where they opened up deposits on Coinbase Pro for Ripple. Eventually, it's going to go into full trading mode. Right now, there's been no updates since then, so it's still only in deposit mode. But in the next few days, it'll probably be in full trading mode of Coinbase Pro. 
And that doesn't mean it's going to be listed on Coinbase, but usually when an asset, especially a major asset like Ripple, is listed on Coinbase Pro, it, it gets listed on Coinbase within a week or two or three. So that's a big deal because Coinbase is like the most mainstream exchange in the United States. Lots of people use it. So Ripple will have exposure to like a lot of United States customers. And usually people on Coinbase are looking for like diversification of the portfolio because in the past it used to only be like Bitcoin and then it was like Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin and Bitcoin Cash. And, and then they've been adding some more ERC-20 tokens. But Ripple's like the first major token they've added in a long time since like basically Bitcoin Cash or Litecoin or something. So, yeah, Ripple demand will probably go up from this. And aside from Ripple demand going up from people actually buying it on Coinbase, there's always like a speculative rally when something gets added to Coinbase, no matter how bad the coin is. It's called the Coinbase effect. In the past, the Coinbase effect used to be huge. Like when Ethereum and Litecoin and Bitcoin Cash were added to Coinbase, they rallied tremendously like long term. And then more recently, the Coinbase effect has been like a brief jump for like a day or like a week. And then it goes back down. So either way, there's going to be a rally, and that actually already happened uh, yesterday when the it was announced. Uh, Ripple went up 8%. But here's the interesting thing as well. Before Coinbase announced the Ripple listing, Ripple went up 3.5%. It started at 9 a.m., and then so it rallied 3.5% before the listing announcement. And this is a sign of insider trading. Like It seems like someone leaked that information to someone, and they bought up a bunch of Ripple. So Ripple went up 8% after the listing was announced, but then it... Within an hour, it started going down, which is unusual. The Coinbase effect usually continues on for a while. Like, it at least goes on for hours or maybe, like, a day or two. In this case, uh, Ripple started crashing pretty much. Not crashing, but going down. As if the people that bought after nine, between 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. were dumping the Ripple on everyone else. So that's quite possible. And who knows if that's ever going to be investigated. But that's besides the point. So it's a little controversial that Ripple's being added. And, indeed, look at... Bitcoin market cap, we got Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin's at $67 billion market cap. Ethereum's around $14 billion, And then Ripple's at $13 billion. And then beyond that, we have EOS is number four at $3 billion. Litecoin, less than $3 billion market cap. Why has it taken so long for Ripple to be added to Coinbase if it's, like, obviously in the top three? Like, it's well ahead of every other crypto besides Bitcoin and Ethereum. Well, there's multiple reasons. First off, Ripple has been in a protracted legal battle with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Because the SEC probably wants to declare Ripple security, but Ripple has such a tremendous legal team because they have, like, so many billions of dollars. So, yeah, they have a really good legal team. Their legal team actually has, like, SEC insiders and former SEC, like, chairmen and stuff or, like, directors. So, yeah, they got a really good legal team to deal with the SEC, and the SEC has not made any decision on whether Ripple's a security. But here's the fact. Back when uh, the security laws were being made for cryptocurrency, I remember the chairman saying, well... A cryptocurrency is a security if it's issued by a central organization, if that central organization is making money by selling the cryptocurrency, and if investors are buying that cryptocurrency in expectation of profit. Pretty simple, right? Well, Ripple meets all of that. Ripple was originally created by Ripple Labs, and they issued 100 billion Ripple XRP, and now they sell up to 1 billion XRP per month in a time-locked escrow. So basically a billion... XRP per month becomes available, and that's more than the demand. So they sell as much as they can every month, and they're constantly making money on it. They're the ones that issued it, and people are buying it in expectation of Ripple going up long-term. So yeah, there it is. So Coinbase is taking a bit of a risk here by adding Ripple, unless they're ready to be like, you know, saying it's a security and they're in line with the security laws. Because basically all the Coinbase customers up to now have been buying cryptocurrencies that are probably not securities, 
It's a little questionable because they've been selling a lot of ERC-20 tokens that could be considered securities but have not been declared securities. So I guess this might be par for the course for Coinbase. Like, There's nothing on Coinbase that's being sold that's actually declared a security, but there's a lot of things that could be considered securities that haven't been declared yet. And I guess Ripple's among them now. It's a little risky. Like, Let's say Ripple is then suddenly declared a security. These things are retroactive, so... You know, we'll see what happens with that. But I guess Coinbase is betting that Ripple will not be declared a security, which might be a good bet, might be a bad bet. All right, beyond this, uh, so Ripple Labs holds 59 billion XRP at least. There was a study recently that said they actually there's like 78 billion XRP that's under centralized control. The market's extremely prone to centralized dumping. Like I said, there's that 1 billion XRP sale per month, and they usually only sell hundreds of millions of it. They don't sell the full billion. So the amount they offer for sales in excess of the demand. Well, this makes the XRP price like really prone to dumping. And actually, if you look at the history of Ripple on the coin market cap charts, you can see that XRP has like really violent pump and dumps. Like it goes up really fast and then it goes down really fast, even compared to Bitcoin. And that's because there's a lot of centralized dumping. So like people that buy Ripple on Coinbase think it is just a normal cryptocurrency. It's actually the most one of the most centralized cryptocurrency markets. Like it could go up really quick and people will get excited on Coinbase and start buying it up. And then they'll get dumped on by the big whale, which is basically Ripple Labs. So that's kind of dangerous for the customers. And that might be a reason they didn't list Ripple until now. And a reason they shouldn't list Ripple, but they're going ahead anyways and doing it. Basically, each Ripple investor and trader on Coinbase needs to actually be aware of this stuff and be very wary of Ripple. Investing a large amount in Ripple could easily lead to a large loss because most of the Ripple supply is actually controlled by like very few people that regularly dump it. That's how they make their billions of dollars. All right, aside from that, Ripple is probably the first asset on Coinbase that's not really a cryptocurrency. So Ripple does not have a blockchain. It has a, the Ripple Consensus Protocol, which is actually a bunch of servers that validate the transactions. They say it's in a decentralized way and that's up for debate. Like theoretically, people could run the Ripple Consensus Protocol themselves, but I don't think anyone really does. BitMEX Research did a, you know, they did research on this and they found that most of the servers in the Ripple Consensus Protocol are from Ripple Labs. You could run it on your own computer though, so that makes it theoretically decentralized. But in the past, they have frozen Ripple transactions, at least in one case. Uh, and you could read that in an article on Crypto.IQ I wrote a while ago about Ripple. So yeah, basically Ripple's being added to Coinbase, but there's a lot of controversy surrounding Ripple because it's not really a cryptocurrency. It might be declared a security and it's very prone to centralized dumping. The market's highly centralized. So be wary. All right, that's all we have for you today on this February 26, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to Crypto.IQ 24-7 for the most important stories of the Bitcoin and crypto space. Also, join that Crypto.IQ trading desk. There's actually a 14-day free trial right now. And the traders on the trading desk have made 280% profits since July in the worst of the bear market. And they can teach you how to do it too. You can see their analysis in real time. All of their trades are transparent. And if you have any questions, you can ask them in real time. So this is the best way for you to become an expert crypto trader. Just join that Crypto.IQ trading desk. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out. I remain in space.